podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ah, buenas noches, Toros. Welcome along to the show. We're on to the week four, five, judge three, two, four. Five, five, six, eight, four. Four, four of the greatest. Um, we've run out of like decent sports, so we're on to the shit sports, but we have to talk about them anyway, right? So, <laughs> um, <laughs> just so that nobody can say that we didn't consider everyone in the greatest of the greatest. Sorry, um, can I ask actually... a question? Yep. So, this is week four. We we're meant to do this in six yep. weeks. So, is yep. next week. Where we like we'll just pile in with a load of like we do our list that we cards. have already, and wild then we cards. just have a few wild cards to throw in, and then week six is the, yeah. the final one. No, it's it's slightly longer than six weeks. We found out why because you, you have to start eliminating people, you have to get down to a grand final of three. Ah, you do that in one show, you sure you no? Are you I reckon you could do that in a two parter. I think that's a two parter, right? Okay, just. Look so, at Mitch, are you suggesting baseball is a great sport? Mitch, I said last week, and I literally ignored Matt for the best part of uh, for the whole time he was talking about baseball, right? <laughs> and I told him at the end that Babe Ruth didn't deserve to be in it in any way, shape, or form because he wasn't alive in the second half of the 20th century, right? So if the, if the best the sport can do to show up is a fella from 1920, then it's a shit sport and it shouldn't be involved. But, but, based but on did the we rules, transcend the sport? Well, did he transcend the sport? He did at the time. Well, then. Yeah. He's, no, it he's, doesn't count. He's not, as I said to, to Matt, says he's not going anywhere. <laughs> we'll see. So so this is week four. Week five is, is wild cards. Week six he is elimination. He also started banging on about Wayne Gretzky. I was like, here, come here. We all know Wayne Gretzky was a great hockey player, and he does sort to of fit into it, but he's definitely not finishing in the top five. We're just sticking him in for on a sympathy vote, saying we all know Wayne Gretzky. So you've led your colours to the mast anyway, right? But what I'm saying is, so just so people know, week four is this week. Week five next week is wild cards. Week six is elimination. Week seven yeah. is the final. Final. Yeah. Top five. Oh, three. <laughs> three? Could be. Okay, right. Come on, let's go then. Or four. Depends on... Because if, if Matt gets one in, he'll want to come on and start talking about it again. I swear to God, you'll fall asleep if he starts talking about it. Like, especially <laughs> if it's baseball. I hope Babe Ruth gets into the final five. Imagine, imagine picking a fella whose hit rate is you know, like less than... Forty percent. I'm like, and is this the best the sports ever produced? But we haven't put, we haven't put. I haven't listened to that show. Was it good? It was. It was great. You said, when you he said really you had a great time. When he said, when he stopped talking about baseball, it was a great show. But like, it'd be like talking about. It's like talking about like. Okay, I'll put it this way. To give you an example, Babe Ruth, great. Don Bradman. Don Bradman, right? Hit like his average in Test matches is a hundred. Right, he's the greatest batsman of all time. Yeah. I was going to say, when you said Don Bradman, I wasn't thinking baseball. I was thinking, like, he definitely played, like, Aussie rules or something. He has that name off him. Or he was, like, a top <laughs> rugby league star in Australia. He was the, the Australian Premier He was actually a journalist. No, he, was he ended up becoming a journalist. Yeah. 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 But he was he was he was voted the greatest living Australian sport, sportsman of all time. Actually, he was voted the greatest living Australian until he died, obviously, and then he wasn't. Did he? I thought, like, David Campesi would have been in there. No, no, it, Rab- nobody gets a look in. Listen, what about this? What about Rab- this? Rab- what was the Rab- Rab- fella? He was really good. No. Who? Was he in, in top Australian? Yeah. In, in top, top, was yeah. Australian. 
Well, come here. Look, the fact that I have a motorsport tonight probably knocks Ian Thorpe out of the water, and so we'll just we'll, we'll come back to that. Look forward to that one. That'd be good. Okay. <laughs> right. We'll go on. Where are you going? Right. So, so we're we're kicking off tonight. Anyone who's, who's listening to the chat, I just wanted to get everyone going. Kev was going to make a point, but uh, I'll cut you off, Kev, just because I can't. I right. get the power. Um. Anyway, right. The so well, tonight, right. We're talking about sports. Sorry, can I just say something? For the first yeah. three weeks of this show, you were like, "Oh, the greatest sports person." Let's talk about them. Let's look at their life. Look at fucking hell. And you just turned into a cantankerous prick in like in like last week and this week and I can feel it just getting worse and worse to the point where we get to week seven and you're just sitting there going oh. uh, the fella that runs all the races and then you're just refusing to listen to anybody else <laughs> just sitting you're in the car hard yards fucking... in the training now that's all no no no, no. Yeah. hard yards in the training now. we went into lots of detail on the NFL lads and we had a great 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 shot on the nba because the nba definitely has a lot of wordy offerings into this idea of the greatest sports person and it also crosses the original conversation gap that we had is can a person in a team sport be regarded as the greatest sports person of all time yes. so basketball is a wee bit unique in that because if you, when we're talking about we're talking about every one of us we're talking about had had fellas that you can put up against we picked jordan in the end but you could have gone kobe you could have gone um, Steph Curry, you could have gone LeBron James, you could have gone Shaquille O'Neal. These are all global names. They aren't even yeah. people names, right? In, what about the sport... fellow that sounded like he was Irish and he played for the Celtics? Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Yeah. Larry Bird, awesome we, player. We, awesome player. We talked about it. We talked about it. I, I, my, my argument is that Magic Johnson will be gra- regarded as the greatest sports person of all time if he played 10 years later. Right. But with, well, if, okay. without, without Magic without Magic Johnson, you don't have any of what we're talking about at this stage in terms of transfer. The one the one thing I'll say is on Larry Bird's last game for the Celtics, Magic Johnson was brought onto the court and said Larry Bird was the greatest player he'd ever played against. Of course, he did a massive, did a massive no, rivalry. The, the thing is, the two of them made and saved basketball for what it is today. If it wasn't for that. I repeat what I said. Why, why, why are you this waving this thing? What, what's going on? You're waving when this I get, thing. When I get bored, I can, I can actually just put logic here, walk off of it, and come back. <laughs> so it's just one of those fans that you see, like someone in Santorini sitting there, and you just pop it up in front of your head when you get pissed off with someone. It's like it's like that side face thing. You know these memes you see the side face. You're just yeah, you're just behind the fan going fuck a prick. <laughs> okay. it's, it's my new anger management. When people really piss me off, they just do right. that. I'd say you've paid a fortune to the psychologist for that. You've been there weeks and you just went listen. There's a fan. Stick her up in front of your face when you feel like saying I, I, something. I got this. I got this with a uh, with a uh, what's this one? This is what? Hendrix. Got this. This is a Hendrix Stroy Gin um, for World Gin Day. Now, World oh. Cucumber Day. See, look. Right. World Cucumber Day. There's a World Cucumber Day. There is when you drink a lot of gin. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, we continue to digress. Go on. Continue to digress. Sorry, I apologize to everyone who's tuned in to, to listen to the Bladers, but it just shows you how shit the sports we are that we're going to discuss tonight that we'd rather talk about fans. Kev's belt nailed off. <laughs> no, Kev gets off. up during every show to let the dog out. Every right, single so show, that's it disappears for four Every seconds. Show. Yeah, yeah. Now we know. Now we know what the sound was beforehand. It was the dog, right? So that was it, right? Anyway, tonight we're going to be dealing with um, tennis and motorsport, allegedly, right? Um, I don't know if we're actually going to get to motorsport because I'm going to be honest here, and just to give you a preview, there's not a single motorsport person who deserves to be in there. So you, you, you have an idea that this. Well, I don't have a plans. sport this week, well, but I can, I can definitely argue excellent. against that. That's I can, I, I can 110 argue against that. You can't. You can't. But can't. Chris Brack says good evening. Okay, 
we're going we're gonna to start there then, right? Well, well, well Chris Brack says good evening. Mo- Motorsport surely can't count. It's so dull. Tall Kevin isn't a real sport. So I can argue with you. Who's the greatest person to drive something ever, right? That's fine. Right. I, there's not mm-hmm. one of them that falls into the greatest sports person of all time. Not one. Okay. And we've oh. given sympathy. We've given sympathy votes to Ronnie O'Sullivan. To um, we put in Kitty and Jordan just so the Gav could go off and look him up, right? Yes. We stuck in um, Babe Root last week because because Matt wanted to put him in. It was just like, it was, listen, Matt, you see, no, but you would yeah, you, you, you see again, you you you've decided now that oh, there's only four sports that count. When when we started this, you wanted to go through loads of sports, pick the best person no. out of them and put them in the list. But now you've no. just decided none of these sports count. They're all shit. No, 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 no. I, 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 the sports count and they do count, right? Yeah. But here, the, the aim of this is to find the greatest sports person of all time. The greatest yeah. sports person, right? Yeah. In motorsport, you're totally reliant on the technology you're using. Right. Okay? Not totally. In, in football, you're not. Basketball, you're well, not. You need a ball. You need a ball, but yeah. every, the both both teams have to play with the same ball. If yeah. everyone in motorsport, if everyone in motorsport was racing with the exact same car, mm-hmm. right, then I'd allow us to have a debate on who's the if, if one of those people could be considered the greatest. Okay. Even Ayrton Senna, who I'd probably argue is the greatest driver of all time, right? Yeah. Even Ayrton Senna, outside of what he does initially, which is to drive a sort of really bottom end car really well and win a race, right? Goes on and ends up driving the best no. car around, and then when he when he couldn't drive the best car, he didn't win, and then he had to go to the team with the best car to win again, and then unfortunately the, t- the wheel fell off and they killed him. So, from that point of view, you're totally reliant on the technology you're using to win races, and it's great that they're really good drivers. But I'm just telling you now, we can have a debate around the motorsport drivers we want. Not one of them is going in because I would rather talk about. But people we have to we put a motorsport person in. We don't. No, I give you the so here's the people I picked for the motorsport, right? Michael Phelps, what? Lester Piggott, and Don Bradman, right? For motorsport? Yeah, because not one motorsport person deserves to win. So I picked people that we're not going to discuss that I thought we should discuss <laughs> to put in. Right, no. So hold on, hold on. Motorsport has to put somebody in. You only want to do seven shows. Let's talk about people we should be putting in rather than people that don't deserve to win. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do then. Okay. With, you have to put in someone from motorsport and you have to put someone in from tennis and then we can put one tennis word. I agree with Ten- tennis I completely agree with and we can debate and, and everything we want to do with tennis I'm looking forward to the tennis but one. then but then um, we can but then we can um, we can put a world card in at the end if you want give us three names and we put one forward how does that sound yeah but I'd rather talk about the three names than anyone from motorsport because nobody deserves to win <coughs> well I think Michael Schumacher should be up there no 100% why ah come on like, for me, right, this is my own personal view on it, right? Motorsport was really good, right? I don't watch the, the MotoGP, the, the, the lads on the on the bikes, right? So they're talking about uh, the Dunlop family and everything, and that, they all sound great. But when it comes down to it, I didn't watch an awful lot of the, the, the lad. Valentino Rossi is probably one of them I know. And there's another, there's another English or Australian fellow that was really good. Carl... Carl Fogarty. Fogarty, right? yeah. Yeah, so th- they're the only two I know, right? And they fall into the kind of Alberta Tomba folder in my mind, right? That was the skiing fella that I knew off Eurosport, right? And that's where I knew them from. Schumacher, right? When it came down to it, I remember being really young and it was like Alan Prost. It was um, it was, it was Senna. It Nigel was Nigel, Mansell. Nigel Mansell. Then into yeah. the 90s, then you ended up Damon Hill. But, but Schumacher was there. And I thought, like... 
for, in my own mind, Schumacher was the one that went, holy fuck. Because he was a brilliant driver. He, I, I'm not too sure if he was always in the best car. I'm not too sure no. if he was. Because he drove for no, Benetton for quite a bit, didn't he? Um, and he wins seven world titles, I think. Um, only broken up by Damon Hill, I think, maybe. And the thing was, he was a brilliant driver, but he was a dirty bastard. And his will to win. And his win by all means. I think he does Damon Hill in Australia one year. Um, like on the last last race and absolutely doesn't and i just think for me someone transcending a sport as motorsport i think i think michael schumacher is 100 percent up there and i think like don't get me wrong people look back at drivers and you know the likes of prost and and um and senna and whoever else right going even further back than that right but i think there's so many drivers i think of this era right they're all brilliant in their own right you know like you look at the lads up the top now hamilton and and um the other lad that's out of his world. Um, what's his Verstappen. name? Verstappen. Verstappen. Um, and I think I think if you asked all of them now, which driver they looked up to and which one inspired them, I think it's it's Michael Schumacher. I genuinely do. And like, you might get someone going, "No, my dad always told me about um, Prost, or my dad always told me this." But Schumacher for me takes Formula One to another fucking level in the in the early mid nineties. If you, that's just my opinion but listen listen. if you want to fuck him out I don't really care I'm just saying I think he should deserve to mention I think he was fucking deadly the reason why Ayrton Senna is ahead of him purely and simply is because of the fact that he died at 34 he had three world titles already in the bag when Phil was talking about the um, the first car he drove was for a team called Tolman they don't exist anymore um, he drove that car in the Monaco Grand Prix from 13th on the grid to finish second and was cheated out of a win on the day because they red flagged the race because of the rain and they red flagged it before the finish line. Prost stopped, Senna carried on to the finish line and what they should have done was red flagged it after the finish line. Senna should have won that race. If Senna was a ridiculous driver who did things on a track that no one would ever even try. You're talking about ruthless. Have a look at the rivalry between him and Prost when they were both in the same team, both driving the same car, driving with the same equipment, and he was ridiculously good. When he died at 34, he was in the Williams. That Williams was the best car on the grid by a country mile. So much so that Damon Hill actually went and won a world title with it. And Senna would have gone on to probably win another three world titles with that car. On the back of his death, three million people lined the streets in Brazil. The foundation that he set up while he was alive is still going, thriving today um, for helping people, helping poor people in Brazil with everything from education to opportunities in life. And they're doing it on the strength of memorabilia and sales from the Senna Foundation. It's going to carry, that'll carry on for decades. That's the, the, the measure of him but the other side of it is the because of his death has probably saved more lives than you could you could measure not just in formula one but in normal everyday road safety is the advent of road safety comes from car racing and because of his death safety in cars overnight became a, a massive thing and we're driving around in safer cars today, in large part because of what happened to Ayrton Senna. 
and we, you take an awful lot for granted, but he's had more influence on motorsport and racing in general than anyone that's that's ever got behind the wheel of a car. The man was an absolute genius on the track, relentless in his will to win, and was he? Was his he legacy a, outlasts was, everyone. Was he a bit of a dirty fucker as well? Like, did he? Would he yeah. be a bit? Go, oh, well, then, well, he, then he, he, li- he, he he literally <laughs> took Prost out. Uh, Prost and Senna were going for a world title. Prost had to finish ahead of Senna to w- in the last race to win the world title. Senna just cut him up in the, at the very first corner and just took him out the track. Mm. And the two of them just got out the car and went their separate ways. Prost afterwards, and Prost is the head of the Senna Foundation today. Yeah. Prost got out the car and is like, I knew you were going to do that because Prost did it to him the year before. Yeah. Oh, well, then, listen, that's how they, I'm, I'm that's how they roll. To, I'm and, happy to be overruled when it comes to motorsport. If you think... Yeah. Senna stands above anybody in motorsport, yeah. anyone yeah. on on any of kind of any of the disciplines. I'm happy. You to can look it. at the metrics, right? Lewis Hamilton outdone Michael Schumacher for race wins, poles, equal and world titles. Max Verstappen will piss all over both of them by the time he's done. He will the way he's at the rate he's going, the rate he's winning, he's winning races. Phil is right. It comes down to the car. The drivers in this era, in this day and age, are really tied to the best equipment and i always come down to the car since the 70s it's always it's come down to the car yes and no it's the problem yes and no up until up up until the 70s you had smaller teams that were able to win consistently and you had a range of different world champions and they didn't have to be factory based Mm -hmm. cars in terms of this since then the best cars in the world end up winning all the championships and they end up becoming the biggest names. Senna is known because he was at this advent of this type of thing. and was the best, had the best car with McLaren for a long time. And when McLaren stopped being the best car, he went to Williams who had the best car at that stage. The argument around Schumacher that Gav puts is actually stronger than the argument that Senna should go in. And the reason for that is because Schumacher was beating Senna when Senna died in the car crash. It's that simple, right? And Schumacher had the weaker car of the two. He was winning the championship at that point. He was. No, he wasn't. He was winning the championship. That's what he was. You find out. Well, go and look it up. I will. I did. So, he, he wasn't. So, they were. Well, they oh, never really oh, overlapped. They never really overlapped. The only thing I'll give massive credit to Michael Schumacher for, when he went to Ferrari, he could have chose to stay with Lotus. Lotus were the stronger team. He went to Ferrari and revived Ferrari. He brought in um, Ross Braun. And he brought in the best designer, aero, aero engineer that he could to make Ferrari the most competitive car. By the time he was done, Ferrari were just complete dominance. So he was with, he but was the, with Benetton, wasn't he? Was that a Lotus engine in it? Yeah, it was. Lo- yeah. Okay. All right. I didn't know that. Um, listen, I'm. I listen. I just threw Schumacher out there because he mounted the world yeah. titles. He won. I, I just like the he, fact he that was he just took a fell off the track. He, but he was but. I'm 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 happy to go with Senna as well. Like if he's if 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 Carson, none of them should go in. None of them. Should go well, in. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. We have to They're order them in. Kev, I'm happy to go with your Senna. I'm happy <laughs> to go. I tell you no. What's killing? What's killing? Nah, all these sports like, that we're talking about tonight is the fact when when we grew up, when we were watching these, when we grew up, it was all on free to air TV. All right, the majors were all on, the majors in tennis were all on free to air TV. Formula One was on free to air TV. And you could get invested in the characters that were on on Italy. Now you have to watch a Netflix series just to get to find out what these drivers are because it's all behind the paywall, and it's killing the sport. 
just like it's killing tennis now. It, it's this pay to pay to watch TV is killing killing these sports slowly, but it's going to happen. There's more money in these sports than ever before, but because it's not free to wear, it's it's dying a death. Football is is good enough to be behind a paywall because football is a standalone sport can command people enough people will pay to watch it and have an interest. You're watching motor racing if you subscribe to watch football because you're not paying to watch motorsport as a standalone package. Yeah. It's it's that much of a niche sport now that it's become it's literally kind of like UFC. You're either into it or you're not. It's the casualness of yeah, people I think, sitting I down think golf, the I afternoon. Think, I think golf is actually becoming the same. I think um like the amount of times like when golf used to be on. Um now in fairness, going even going back, golf was always on Sky. It, it was like the majors were on were on BBC and stuff like that. But even now the Masters, BBC don't get the Masters anymore. Do you know what I mean? So There's not there's not one there's not one motor racing driver that deserves to be regarded as the greatest sports person of all time. But but, but that's not the point. The point is. is, but hold on a minute. What's the point? Does, well, then, I'll tell you what, well, hold, yeah, but but there's loads of sports that we've gone through, that we've put people through, and the chances are they won't make it. They won't get into the top. But the whole idea of this is to talk about these well, I, sports. I'd rather put I'd rather put two two tennis players in because I think there's an argument that two tennis players should be put into the final. Well, I think I'll, I'll give you two tennis players if you got not if you you put Senna in and go with two tennis players. No, I'd rather I'd, I'd rather not have Senna in and have have one person only go through tonight because to be honest with you, right? No, Phil, no sport. Phil, no, Phil, you've just turned this into I don't like that sport. Then none of them are good. That's what you're turning no, into. No, I, I actually do enjoy motorsport. And to be honest with you, I, I was a massive fan of Senna back in the day. A massive fan of Schumacher. And the Schumacher thing for me, he proved himself to be a better driver than Senna was because they their careers did overlap. He wins. Yeah. Uh, Schumacher wins his fourth world championship in 94. He'd been racing for three years before. He made his debut with, with, with Jordan and Jordan. drove to, I think it was a fourth or fifth place champ um, place in Spa-Francorchamps and then moved from Jordan to the Benetton team at that stage. And so from my point of view, he was the last one to do this where you go to a really small team and an emerging team at that stage, make a, make a major statement and then come to it. But to be fair, Vettel well, has something. Done it. Um What's his name done it with Blanc? Max Braun? is doing it as well. Yeah, but Max Jermaine done it with Braun. Well. Um, Jensen Button. Jensen Button. Jensen Button, yeah. Braun was, Braun was on its knees. If you watch it, that's a brilliant documentary, by the way. It is, yeah. Um, it's really good. Where literally the, the team are gone, they have no engine, and he's, um, they, Braun, your man Braun takes them over and gets an engine from Mercedes and goes and wins the world title in 2008, I think it was, um, or nine. Um, but that was a brilliant story. But that, like, it, I know it's millions of pounds involved, but it was literally rags to riches stuff because literally we're standing there three weeks before the season started with no car, no engine, and two drivers going, do I fucking, do I stay here? Do I try to get a team? I can't get a team. Uh, but it's, 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 that's, it's, no, no, it's, look, at, at the end of the day, right, like you can't, you can't regard someone where the device is more important and the person driving it. Right? I don't know because, like, like Avo there says, you've got to be the best driver to drive the best car. Put you in a Ferrari, Phil, you wouldn't get to the fourth corner. They are athletes. So I know there's all the technology in, in, in thing, but like, the serious, you have to be seriously fucking fit mentally and physically to get into one of them cars and drive it for 50, between 50 and 70 laps. 
You have to be. The person. If we were talking about who the fittest person is, we'd be taking somebody from the CrossFit Games because they can run for miles. But, but what I'm saying is, it's, it's not just, it's not just a write-off like where you go, ah, the motorsport is shy, because you've decided now that you don't like motorsport. No, it's a, but that's incorrect. I I love motorsport. Like we haven't talked about Colin McRae, who at the time was probably the, the greatest rally driver. And if you're going to talk about drivers, Colin McRae drove on snow. He drove on the road. He drove up trees. He drove across the desert. Oh, he drove trees. around. Yeah, Sebastian Loeb is the be, is the greatest rally driver of all time. But but, but the, the drivers. But hold on oh, a minute. Yeah, Phil, I know what you mean. He drove on snow. He drove on this. He drove on that. He drove on the car was manufactured to drive on these things. The tires brought. No the car. Ah, he, Subaru. Stuff, he went Phil. around the Subaru dealership, picked one out. Right, there's four seats in it. <laughs> yeah, the kids in the back. You took all. You put the kids in the back, and you went right. I'm off to Sweden. Yeah, yeah. I'm off to Sweden <laughs> yeah. on the roads. Kids bouncing around the car. He did lend his game to a great rally, great rally game on the PS2. That yeah. Colin McRae rally on the PS2 was. Oh, Colin I McRae loved rally. Colin McRae rally. I think, I think actually a qualifier means you have to have a computer game, right? A series of computer You're only games. just trying to get Tony Hawks in. That's all you're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger Woods so, is in. Anyway, put Senna in, and I'm interested to see what you're going with with the two tennis players. Because I have two Are in you? my mind. But okay. go on, tennis. Who's on tennis? Kev. I was Kev's on, on tennis. tennis. But the thing is with tennis, right? There's so many players that when you come to narrow it down to a top three, you'll argue about who's in the top. In my top three, all right, I have Martina Navratilova. I have Serena Williams and Novak Djokovic will okay. be in my top three. You can argue for Nadal. You can argue for Federer, Sampras, McEnroe, Billie Jean King. Margaret Court, no. Um, What's wrong with John Borg? He didn't play for long enough. He, he was dominant he for, he was a few, for a few years. Deadly boxes. Yeah, deadly boxes. But he, he didn't really have a long enough career. But I put it down to those three based sheerly on... Oh, Steffi Graf as well, another one. But I went for Martina Navratilova simply because... She turned pro in 1974, retired in 2006, won a total of 56, I think. Just double check. Um, I think it was 56 titles in total. She won 18 singles majors, 31 women's doubles, 10 mixed doubles majors, 59 major titles in the open, the most in the open era. She turned pro at a time when Czechoslovakia was behind the Iron Curtain. She defected to the United States in, I think, 1975. And she became the one to take on the role of the number one women's tennis player after Billie Jean King. And bear in mind, 1972, so it's 50 years, 52 years ago, was when women's tennis became a professional association so she's literally been around for almost all of it she's the link between all of the eras really so and she was competitive almost in all of them if we're um if we're if we're going to put two tennis players in i presume when we're going one male one female right so sticking to the females then serena williams martina navratilova and you probably have to put a tour in before we do though phil are you are you happy with navratilova and and no. serena williams in two 
Now, I'm not happy with Navratilova. Why? Mm-hmm. The, the only question here is make an argument that it's not Serena Williams. I think that's fair. Easy, because Margaret Court won more um, majors than her. Um, Serena dominated in an era where her biggest competitor was a sister. And the Williams sisters got... fundamentally changed female t- women's tennis. No, they, I, they really didn't. They did. I think they did. I, I think you. I think no, you're, I don't. You're virgin on that. Yeah, I don't think they did, and I'll tell you the reason why. They women's did. tennis is a standalone sport. Was on a par and getting the same TV audiences as men's tennis in the majors back in the eighties when there was more competitive. Yeah, but, you, but you see, involved in it. That's but that's where I think they change it because, for me, right, and I'm, I'm going back to my memories, and it's usually Wimbledon because like, I don't watch tennis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wimbledon, no, but I, I didn't anyway. Outside of Wimbledon, you know, tennis could do its own thing for another eleven months of the year. But I always found, you know, when you when you got to that late eighties, early nineties, Graf was the big one, right? Steffi Graf was the big one. You had Capriati was around at the time. You had Monica Sellers. Mac- Monica- no, what I'm saying is I'm not talking about them being yeah. on a power with her. I'm saying for competitive wise, you had Capriati. You had Arantxa Sanchez Vicario. You had um, you had Monica Sellers, who I think would have went on to be an absolute was a superstar yeah. and would have, but she was stabbed, wasn't she, in Switzerland? Yeah. Um, you know, in the early early nineties, I think. Um, what I think happens with with women's tennis is, I think women's tennis beforehand, like you were talking of Ratalova and you're talking whoever, right? All these names coming through through along. I actually think it's looking like it's going to hit a barrier. It's going to hit a roadblock. Women's tennis because before the Williams sisters comes along is there's a couple of Russians, isn't there? There's a couple of them around and you're kind of going, oh yeah, this is the new face of tennis. And the Williams sisters show up and it's like, what the fuck? They literally grabbed, in my opinion, they grabbed women's tennis by the scruff and went here, we're putting you back on the top shelf here because I think Mm -hmm. it was dwindling. I think they, I I don't, maybe it was competitive, but I think the level of competitiveness had dropped since the Steffi Graf days. That's just my opinion on it. That's just me looking at it for a month every every year it was always graph 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 and then yeah. you know you, you get a few that come along like was niaki came along Kornikova came along there was all these ones but they were more kind of you know how beautiful are these women rather than you know how really good are they at tennis but i think the williams sisters come along and and, and venus is brilliant but we, i think serena williams is just see everyone mind-bogglingly the, big the, the williams sisters changed the way women's tennis is played to your point, Kev, like Steffi Graf dominates in a time where Martina Hingis. Sorry, I missed that name. Good one. She's yeah, where she one, yeah. where she is an artist. She was more Roger Federer than she was Nadal. Nadal is pure power and anger and, and everything that goes on across the court. Mm-hmm. Whereas you look at look at, at the Williams sisters. Initially, it's power and destruction, but their game gradually evolves to to have that grace, have that 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 sort of more beauty in, in the actual sport itself. And to that point, she's she literally has dominated the game since 2001. 2001. And we're at 2024. Yeah, she, the way that she changed the game, she brought power to it. And she basically changed it to become more like men's tennis was at the time. She played the game like men's tennis was played. And it, no, was, she did. it, was, it was a no, different it, game. But you know what else she does, Kev? She makes normal kids want to play tennis again. Oh yeah, that that side of it is different. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, I but mean, that, that's, it, but the other side key. of it is, she, 
that's key to, to what you were saying um, about trans, trans, transcending the sport. They mm -hmm. came from Compton at the end of the day. They came from an area where tennis players just shouldn't have come from. And yet she, the two of them, through anyone who watches, who's watched the film can see the story for themselves. What she, I'm not saying that she isn't a dominant tennis player or she isn't right up there. She would be up there in my top two. But the reason I went for Navratilova was simply because of the volume of titles that she's won over a longer career across a variety of disciplines on the same surfaces. It's just that I'm a bit older and I remember her and her pomp with Chris Everett. The two of them were just, I loved watching that type of tennis play. I, I didn't I enjoy watching Serena Williams battering yeah. people 6-0, 6-0 in uh, final. Yeah, that, that's fair. You know, I think, and that was the other side of it. I think I think when it comes to transcending the sport, <laughs> and when I think of transcending a sport, I think if you go to somewhere, anywhere in the world and say someone's name, they go, oh yeah, you know, they're a footballer. I know Lionel Messi. You know, could be a seventy-year-old woman in bleeding Azerbaijan that's never seen a football game in her life. But you say Lionel Messi to her, and she goes, "Oh, me and Messi, yes, and that World Cup, whatever, right?" And I think, don't I don't don't get me wrong. I think the likes of Navratilova and others did transcend and continue to transcend the sport. I.e., if you go to anyone, you know, nowadays over the age of probably thirty, and say to them, "Martina Navratilova," they'll all go tennis player. You know, doubles Wimbledon. Got, I remember. You know, gay, the, gay I, activist as well. Yeah, yeah. Look, and, and it wasn't and popular. They, they definitely transcend the sport. There's no doubt about it. And probably there's a bigger volume of them in around that era, from possibly the mid seventies to the mid nineties, that transcended. I definitely think Steffi Graf did. I definitely think Hingis yeah. did, and I definitely think Monica Seles did. Right, but and that's fine. I've no issue with them transcending the sport. The thing with Serena Williams is, I think she's not only transcends the sport, where I think she's actually known everywhere in the world for what she is but also i think she for me she took the game to another level and remember she's she was still getting beaten in all the in in, in these years they were playing she's winning loads of majors but she's still getting beaten and i think like phil said the amount of people that wanted to play tennis and it would have been very easy for people to go i could never be that good at tennis like there's no point in me even going there but it doesn't she i think she brings on a new generation of tennis players and I think you're actually starting to tr see it coming through in America now. There's right. more and more better women players in America now. Because America was the Williams sisters, and that was it for for like 20 years. Time, nobody yeah. nobody came near them, probably Capriati, someone like that. Nobody came near them. There was no American player there where you went, not that I can remember, that you would say, what a fucking player, until the Williams sisters come along. But now you're seeing them starting to come back and get into major finals and stuff like that. So that's why I think well, Serena Williams is probably the pick. You're starting to see them now um through the likes of coco goff now she's only she's probably broke through when she was about 14 or 15. is that the girl she's that nine... was beaten in the us open by the yeah. english girl yeah no no no, no that's no but she was beaten in a in a major final uh might have been a semi-final that she lost to the english girl but yeah this one is like the next one on the on the train but the problem for coco goff is because it's all behind the paywall now, outside of the tennis world, nobody knows who she is. Yeah, but then she's where, not whereas, whereas Serena Williams, Martina Navratilova, Billie Jean King, in even outside tennis, they know why they're famous. They know why they know people know why they know those names. Mm. You know, and yeah. they can link it to other things. I mean, 
Serena Williams is for for the modern era for this gener for the modern era of social media, of advertising, of Nike deals. She's her earning potential is massive. I think fifty five million was her first um, Nike deal. Something like yeah. that, you know. So she is a huge star, absolutely huge star, dominant in the world game, and one of the most famous tennis players, men or women, in the world. Without a shadow so, of doubt, uh, who are you wouldn't going argue for? with her before. Who, who who are you going for? Well, it's Go up to Phil because no, who would you go for, Phil? for? Who am I going for? Yeah, as I said, the only argument here is that who can who can you stack up against, alongside Serena Williams? Because to to the point here is right. You say to Gav, Gav, you say to someone, name a female tennis player. What's what would ninety five percent of people oh, want straight Williams. off the lips? Okay, so. Then and I think, and of, I think, I actually think, if you ask anyone from the age of fifteen to sixty-five, I think, like even that span, I think you you would end up with Serena Williams. I think is the answer. Yeah. And if you're in Ireland and you ask a, a, a mammy, she'd probably say those Williamses, right? Yeah, because Williamses. she's referred to, be, yeah, the Williamses. <laughs> the Williamses. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. So that, to, to, to the point, that's where I'm like, they're going okay. If you're going to talk about it, it's not just what she wins. It's not just that she has won Olympic gold. She's won the career Grand Slam where they've done doubles and singles and all the major tournaments that's there. It's not just those things. It's also what's happened because of her. It's also what happens due to her. It's also what she represents to people. If you think of tennis players, they say, well, name some of the best tennis players. You get random names, but they'll always be included in the names that goes on. Mm. So like you could argue. So the, the, the question is now, is there a male tennis player <laughs> That stacks up in, in and this is the, this is the, the discussion I want to have is is there a male pl- tennis player that can stack up that to Serena Williams because that's the question. Oh, oh, you see, right? Well, I'm going to put a suggestion out there. I'd like to do a poll on Serena Williams or Martina Navratilova to go forward because I think I Kev don't because to... I, I I'm 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 passionately against Martina Navratilova going in. Why? She does. She, she, she might have been great in playing tennis in the mid eighties to early nineties, and it's great that she lasted forever. But she is not the cultural icon that Serena Williams is, and cannot be considered the greatest sports person of all time. I'm straight what? up. She's going to go up against Tiger Woods. You're going to so you're going to rather put Martina Navratilova up against Tiger Woods, against Muhammad Ali, against Michael Jordan, against um, whoever Messi. else we've picked to go in. Messi against Tom Brady. Sorry, but like this, she's not in with a hope. Put Serena Williams up against any of them, and she's on a level playing field. So we're literally just going to start picking people now from the YouTube era and nope. from the social media era because that's what you've done. No, I haven't. Bar Muhammad Ali, everyone else is from the last 30 years. Michael Jordan is not yeah. from the last 30 years. <laughs> Damn is. No, he isn't, Kev, because Michael Jordan made his debut in 1985. And, w- and when did he finish? He finished in 1996, properly. So, social media era. Social media didn't exist in 1996, Kev. That's ridiculous, man. That's You're talking rubbish. That's like 10 years before even Twitter exists. Well, it's actually longer. Twitter doesn't exist until 2008. So, we've picked two of the hot favorites. So, we've got a guy... The favourites are the I'm guy who sells news. trainers, the guy who sells trainers, and the who was the other one? But Michael Jordan is. Well, hold on, hold on, the Kev. Guy, hold so on the guy who sells trainers, the guy uh, who sells right, golf. So, so hold on, Kev. Hold on. Let me let me put this to you. I mean, 
are you putting anybody just just quickly are you telling me there's another player on this planet that's ever transcended the sport more than Lionel Messi not in football no no okay. in football no do you think uh, anybody a, do, you, do you think anybody in sport in golf has trans, transcended the sport more than Tiger Woods for social 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 reasons no Tiger Woods for social reasons ability you could definitely argue there's been better players you, who Jack Nichols Jack Nicholas isn't a better golfer than Tiger Woods. Right, with Shadow of a deal. He's not. He, he, Tiger Woods different wins. Different eras. See, this is the, this is the no, problem. Different You're playing different minute, eras, but, different, but, different equipment, different yeah, courses, yeah. different everything. Yeah, but Tiger Woods plays with better equipment, right? He yeah. plays with better equipment, but he plays on harder, longer courses against a much bigger pool of quality. It's as simple as that. Doesn't, forget the equipment and forget all that. Tiger Woods wins 15 majors between 1997 and 2019, right? Over 22 years, he wins 15 majors. Nicholas wins 18. Without a shadow of doubt, he's the most major winner of all time. But it's not just right? that. The courses weren't at the same quality. so he had But the courses weren't as hard in, in, in yeah, 1970s. They just weren't. They were they shorter, weren't. but they were more difficult. The, well, because of the equipment that they were playing on, they, but the, because but, of the equipment they were playing with, they, they were, all was, have. They, they all have the, equi- the, the biggest. The biggest thing. The no biggest thing with Tiger Woods is the biggest thing with Tiger Woods. Equipment wise, you can argue. Courses, you most definitely can't. They're much longer. Absolutely they, can't. They've been made They're longer. Much more manicured. They've they've been made longer and more difficult because of equipment. But the biggest and the, the most outstanding argument for Tiger Woods is is the pool of quality he plays against on a weekly basis and a yearly basis in the majors is far surpasses the quality around Jack Nicklaus. It's there's no doubt about that. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Because <coughs> I put it to you this way, right? If you said to me, get me all the players that were competitive with Jack Nicklaus in this era, forget equipment and line them up here, right? You could probably put them on I would say a single deck or bus, right? If you said to me, give me all the people that were of unreal quality and put them against Tiger Woods, you, uh, you'd need, I don't know what you'd fucking need for them because there's been that many major winners, there's been that many fellas at world number one. They, you see them all in Ryder Cups in the last 25, 30 years. They're all outstanding, outstanding golfers. And Tiger Woods is by far and away the best golfer that's ever graced this planet. There's no doubt about it. And people will argue the time, people argue with the equipment, the courses, the this, that, and the other. At the end of the day, you playing golf, you're playing for yourself against other people. And the other people simply do not stack up against Tiger Woods like they stacked up against uh, Jack Nicklaus. There's no way. There's simply no way. So the whole argument about, you know, social media generation, it's just not true. It's just not true. So who else have we picked? Who else have we picked? We've picked in, 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 in athletics. Who else? Who do we pick? We picked in athletics. We, we picked them. Um, that girl. Um, athletics. You really couldn't go. We, who did, was we, it? we picked the 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 four hundred meter girl from Jordan. The yeah, I can't remember 60s. her name. Because we couldn't oh, pick Carlos because Jackie, Jackie Joyner. Jackie Joyner. Yeah. yeah. Right. Jackie not a social yeah. media enterprise no, at all. Right. Carlos. Not a sentence. Not no. Like, like nobody in the recent era got a look in. With regards to athletics, not a look in outside of now, Calvin Kipton, but rest in peace, though. Poor old Calvin, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, Jesus, that was unreal. And I think that was your fault, Phil, because you told me to look him up. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you didn't call him an Uber. I just rang him and went, Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Um, 
But like, I, well, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's it's unfair to say we've only picked people in the modern era because we haven't. We've gone right the way through. Like with Babe Root from the twenties, shouldn't be in it, but he, he's in it, right? But he's in it because because he's only to, famous to, because it, he's only he's only in there really because of the juicing that went on in baseball. It's the same thing. Only, cycling, but no, he's only in there because baseball is not really a sport, right? He shouldn't yeah, be in there. At all. But it we're is European. a sport. We don't, we don't know enough about baseball or or rounders, whatever they want to call it. The best player you can pick is from the twenties. Imagine saying that the best you can find of all these players is from the twenties. When we were talking about Shoei Otani, they couldn't even like even. I thought Matt would try to do a sneaky one and get um, Bo Diddley in Bo Diddley, there, yeah. Um, instead of trying to nick him in as an American footballer. So, like in my mind, go back to right. They, so, Derek Jeter would have been the one. Serena Williams. Yeah, if I say Serena Williams to anyone on the street and say, "What does Serena Williams do?" What are they going to say? Oh yeah, tennis player. I, I don't. I'm not saying that she's not. Who well, sponsors Serena Williams? Nike. Straight away, there's the, the association. It's right? brand recognition. Yeah. If I if I stop somebody on the street and say, "What does Martina Martina Radulova do?" and say, "I think she does the hosts the Eurovision." That's what you're going to get. No, I think I think you're being a bit facetious no, there. I think not. if I think if you asked the vast majority of the people who Martina Vratilova is, they'd tell you she's a tennis player. There's a hundred percent she would. Well. There's no doubt about it. And and the, the crazy thing is this the name. only is this the only sport that like and Phil you had a, you made a great point earlier on. Put a man up to stand against the Serena Williams record. Can That's you? What I'm saying. Uh, like, but can you, can, you, you know? can I mean, there's, there's been some great men's players and great men's Amazing. players. But, and I think the best rivalry in tennis has been Federer and Nadal. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think, I, I, I think, think most I people think... will go out of their way to watch a Wimbledon final if it was those two. Well, they play, they their, play for me part. the best ever Wimbledon final yeah. in 2000. And I think it's 2009. And it's just off the charts how good the two of them are. Um, but. We have to do like, some of this women's one. Like, what are we doing so, here? I, I, look, as I said to you, I you won't argue and... with Serena. I wouldn't argue too much, too hard for Martina or Serena because I think there's cases to be made for both. If you want to go with Serena, go with Serena, no problem. But is there anyone else that you can put into the mix? We always, you always do a top three. So who would be the third one in, in the women's the, game? In, in no, in, in tennis, who would be the third one that you? Well, I think you I think because. I think because Phil's just blown out the motorsport, we said we'd let a man and a man and a woman in on regards to the tennis, right? So, but again, um, I, like, so to, to your Martina Vatanova point, right? I think if you stand up, Senna goes in. By the way, just to let you. If, know, I think in. if you if you stand up a man against Martina Navratilova, you're gonna pick, like would I have Martina Navratilova or Roger Federer? If you remove Serena Williams from this, I'm going Federer all the time. And if you ask me Nadal, I'd say Nadal all the time. And if you ask me, um. Pete Sampras, I go Sampras all the time, straight up. No, he, yeah. he'd be the one that I wouldn't. No, it's I think no, Novak Djokovic. Novak Djokovic is probably the one that you could say. He's the last one standing in men's tennis, really. Out of all of them that were in that era, between Nadal, because Nadal and he, Federer he, needed each he's other. A bit, he's a bit younger than than them two boys, isn't he? Yeah, he's only a, but, but he, it's only by a few years. But he was. Well, he's, the, going, um, he's going. To, he's going to have the most. He's going to win the most majors, right, Gav? Because he's, oh, he's already yeah. there, thereabouts with the other two, right? Like he, he's, he's one of these. He's, he's they're all. They're all up around over twenty, aren't they? At this stage. Well, he's he's, he's, 20, past them, he's on twenty four. Yeah, he's on twenty four. Yeah. And the other, the other two and aren't winning anymore. Been, yeah, right? and he's been world number one 
for a total of 413 weeks. Which is eight years. You know, which is... Well, here's the thing about Djokovic. You know, it's a record. But come here to me. Here's the thing about Djokovic, and I'll be straight with this. Djokovic is the, is the Ronaldo of tennis. He'll yeah. never, ever... He'll never be regarded in the yeah, same... I, I fully agree with you. ...regard as as um, Federer or Nadal, even though the, even though he might finish with more trophies than the two of them. The two of them... Do you know what, to your point, Gav, I don't even think it's a close we, argument between these three. No, and, and to me, like I look at it and I go, okay, so the thing about Federer and Nadal, it was, it was, it was actually to take a, 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 a television analogy on this, it was fire noise. It was two viciously different styles. You had an what power and anger through Nadal's, and you had grace and beauty through the way Federer played. Now that's not to say that Pedro, Federer wasn't strong and in the shots or anything like that, but the way, the shape, how he played the game, it's all smooth motions, it's all in time, it's everything. Nadal is anger, it's aggression, it's just attack, right? It's 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 a, it's it's so passionate. Like not, not so passionate, the wrong word. It's just so violent. The way he plays is so violent. And when the two of them played. That clash of styles made on made it such good watchable TV, and, <clears throat> and and that's that's me when you go back through all the men's play all the men's things, I think the ones that are always remembered the best and the ones that stood up and the ones always were ones were in rivalries. I said Sampras. Sampras had Agassi, and if you think yeah, about I it, Sampras, Sampras was the, but, but Sampras was the Federer, and again that 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 sort of just ice cool. It was just it's grace, it's beauty, it's just it's. It's almost robotic in the way they play. And Agassi was just pure violence. Can it I tell you a story about Agassi violent. I heard the other day? Yeah, so on. Agassi, when he when he comes on the scene, early 90s, because I think he's... He might win Wimbledon, does he, around 92-ish? Agassi um, was late, late 80s, because he was around the same time as Stefan Edberg. But uh, I, th- I think Agassi... Win, did Agassi win he Wimbledon was... in 92? Yeah, and I think I think I think Michael Stick wins it the year before, and I think Agassi wins it in '92. I think, right? Um, but he's only six years older than me. Yeah, yeah, but but the best returner of the the best returner of a tennis ball I've ever seen, right? But here's the story for you. So he when he arrives on on the scene, Boris Becker is the man, right? And he's playing Boris Becker, and he's just like this fucking serves from Becker. He's putting them down the middle. He's he's bouncing them out wide, stuff and stuff, stuff, stuff. But he studies Boris Becker. I only seen this the other day. He studies Boris Becker, right? To the point where he, he spots something. And what happens is he spots this and he says nothing to nobody, right? And Boris Becker, he, he starts beating Boris Becker, right? Because he spots something in his serve that tells Agassi where he's going to go with it, right? So Agassi starts beating him, starts beating him, starts beating him. Boris Becker is at recently, right? Um, in the last couple of years, Boris Becker might be locked up or something now at this stage. But, no, he's but out. is he out now, right? But anyway, in the last couple of years, they're at some sort of fucking gala dinner, whatever it might be. And Andre Agassi turns around and says, do you know how I woke you out? And he said, no. He said, when you went to serve, your tongue in your mouth flicked left or right, depending. <laughs> Seriously. Which way it was going. Yeah. If he, if he, his tongue, when we've, before he threw the ball in the air, before he tossed the ball, his tongue used to come out of his mouth and go to the left if he was putting a wide serve in. Yeah, if he was serving from right to left, he'd, his tongue would flick to the left if he was going wide and his tongue would straight down, stay down the middle of his mouth if he was serving down the, the, the service line, right? And it turns out that, that Boris Becker nearly fell off his chair and said, you're fucking joking me. It was, it was actually a nervous tick he had. Right? An, invol- an involuntary... But he was going home. 
Ah, while this was going, he was going home and he's going, this fucker on, he was telling his wife, this fucker Agassi. It's like he's reading me mind. It's like he's reading me mind. And Agassi, after watching hours of tapes of Boris Becker serving, he was looking at his footwork, his arm, everything he walked out, it was his tongue. It was his tongue and his flicking out of his mouth before he served, told Agassi where he was going to go. That's all Agassi ever looked at then. Didn't give a fuck where the ball was. Look at his tongue when he's throwing the ball and then I know where it's coming. So Andre Agassi should be in the, in there for me. That's it. Just I, remember, that. I remember watching Becker when he first, his very first Wimbledon, I think it was, he beat Kevin Curran in the final. And I remember watching it with my uncle because my uncle was working, where he was working, he was working in a factory, but it was on shifts and he just happened to be off at Wimbledon. So I used to go and hang out with him all the time. And we sat down and we watched it and seen this 17-year-old kid coming through. And you're like, you had McEnroe, you had Connors, you had Borg, I think, was there. Stefan Edberg was there. It was a really good era in the mid-80s. And here's this young German kid. And out of nowhere, because he was unseated, and he just kept going through the rounds, going through the rounds. And then eventually he was on TV, and then they put him on center court, and you're watching him, and you're watching him. And he gets to the final. If it was probably against anyone else, I'd say he'd have been beaten. But Kevin Curran wasn't exactly all of that. You know, he was uh, that was his one big his one big year that he was good that year. But Becker for a period of probably three, four years, German tennis had uh, two best players in the world. Yeah, with Graf. Steffi Graf with Graf and um with Becker. They were the, the poster boy of West Germany for tennis at the time. Yeah. You know, and you had German West Germany with football, with hosting the Euros in 88 and World Cup in 1990 and what have you. And they were dominant in tennis. They were track and field. They were doing well, you know, not as good as East Germany as we've seen. But, but you know, it was the dominance in world sport was coming away from the United States at the time. Even in golf, Seve Ballesteros was starting to really shine. Nick Faldo was going over to the States and winning. Europe was starting to win more and more of these world events. And it was all around that that era and that time, but it was all free to wear, so we got to see everything, you know. And that's why it's ingrained in my head that that era was so good because we all got to see it. Gary, you know, it's Gary a shame Mac- that kids won't get to see all of that. He misses the point, doesn't he? He misses it massively. It doesn't matter how good the fella is; he's an absolute knob. So that's why he'll never. Gary, Gary Mac says. Gary McKay, sorry, sorry, says. Djokovic is just flat out better than Nadal or Federer. Nothing like Ronaldo or Messi. I see the Ronaldo Messi thing because I think I think Djokovic will go down as the most decorated player. I think of men's tennis of all time, with regards to um, you know achievements and stuff like that. But I I agree with you, Phil. I think there's there's a there's a feeling out there on Djokovic that he's kind of like yeah he's great, but. Like, is anybody really asked for him? You know the sort, of, and maybe maybe it's because he did, maybe he was the toward wheel in this sort of, you know. No, this is the, this is this is my earlier point, right? Agassi had Sampras, Sampras had Agassi, right? Yeah. Becker had Lendl, probably Lendl had Becker, so there's there's a rivalry. Yeah. Andy Nadal, Murray actually threatens to make this a far far away kind of thing, but injury kills him. And he was genuinely. You know, he was he was excellent, but I think again. Federer has Nadal, Nadal has Federer, right? Even going way back, you have Jimmy Connors and McEnroe as well, right? So you yeah. had, um, there was a shorter run with McEnroe and Bjorg, I think it was as well, but they all had rivalries. And that's what brought people to the sport. 
in a two in a, in, a, in an individual sport like this where it's head to head, so the competition mm. is always head to head. You have to have a rivalry to bring it to the sport, or you have to have yeah. something else that's exceptionally different to absolutely everyone else that played it. The Ronnie O'Sullivan example, right, going from nineteen ninety right the way up to now and still winning and just being by far the best player that's that's ever played the game. Djokovic has no one. Nadal and Federer didn't see Djokovic as a rival, if that makes sense, right? They say, saw him as an obstacle that they couldn't get rid of, and he kept winning things and beating them. But they always considered themselves, and they openly considered themselves as rivals in terms of what it was, but they became friends, and there's a friendliness to the rivalry, but on the court it was just ruthless in terms of what was there. Mm-hmm. Djokovic, in the same way, is just utterly dislikable. There's nothing likable about Novak Djokovic, right? There's just nothing. He's he's not interesting. I don't know. He's, you he's, see, I don't know the great. You see, the greatest sports person. He's he will be the most decorated men's tennis player possibly of all time forever. Now, like you know, that's just a ridiculous record. Considering, and in fairness to him, in the era that he wins the twenty four of them is, let's be honest, bar the last two or three years is possibly the strongest era of tennis you've ever seen with those two like on top of you. So it's an unbelievable achievement from John. Well, one thing I say, it's it's telling that from 2019 onwards, he's chalked up one, two, three, four Australian Opens, mm-hmm. two French Opens, uh, three Wimbledon titles, and a US Open. And the one thing that he's never done compared to the other, to Serena Williams, Martina Navratilova, uh, even some of the earlier men's tennis players, he's never done it in doubles or in mixed doubles. So mm-hmm. he is very much me, myself, and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were putting a program, typing information into a computer to create the perfect tennis player, he would create Novak Djokovic. He has every shot. In the I game. don't he know. I every, don't Johnny, know. Johnny Doyle says but Novak he, is he Novak can is play street every ahead. Way. Well, well, As Johnny player, says but, Novak is street ahead. Talent and ability, he's incredible. Not even close to anyone else in his era. Just a shame he's a massive bellet. This goes back to my point. And right? that's yeah. that's where you have to that's where I think transcends a sport, right? And I'm amazed when you talk about the transcending of a sport. I'm amazed John McEnroe hasn't been mentioned more on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think it's John McEnroe if it was personality contest, John McEnroe would be. But there I think in he transcends. The, I think he probably transcends the sport more than anybody else. I'm not he, telling you he's he the best put, player that's ever played. Yeah, chalk, I'm not telling you chalk, he's the best. Talk flew up. You can still hear him having the rants. Uh, yeah, you cannot be serious. All this sort of stuff. Yeah. I know it's a it's a one line kind of, you know, but CV. Right. I it suppose. Did drag but, the casual in. <clears throat> but it it, it, it tra- he transcended. Um, he transcended sport that sport, I think, McEnroe. I just and that's but, but look, look 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 at my point to my point, look what Roy Fitzgerald was put in the comments. I don't follow tennis and I'm shocked to hear that Djokovic is bigger than Adam and Federer. The latter two have more profile to someone like me who doesn't follow. This is the point of what we're getting to with the greatest. Yeah, sports that's where we are with the transcending, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the fact that he is clearly disliked by nearly everyone in the world. Yeah, don't forget that Djokovic Cantor says you can't say that Djokovic isn't up there with the best of them. We're not saying that for a minute. No, don't no. like genuinely. He's the most decorated tennis player. Cantor's of that's all a time. great show, actually. Cantor's that is a great show. John Rock, um, John McEnroe is the George best of football. Maybe, yeah, maybe most entertaining player back in the eighties. If you're going to go, I just want to put two. my vote in first. I'll put my okay. vote in first. Right. I'll leave you to it. Yep. If I'm putting my player in. 
that transcends the sport. Blah, 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 blah. I don't even think it's close. I think it's um, Roger Federer. Don't even think it's close. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you, but my two random ones I was going to put in because I, I actually think there's a there's a conversation to be had around these is Arthur Ashe and Fred Perry, if you're talking about transcending a sport. Mm. Arthur Ashe has a stadium named after him, which is where the US Open is held every year. He's the first black person to be chosen to the Davis Cup. He wins all for he won three majors, I think it was, that was there. So it wasn't that he was he, he was he wasn't any use. He did it all in the seventies when it wasn't it still wasn't as, as free and as open as things are today. There's no social media place, but everyone again, going back to Arthur Ashe is is associated with tennis, right? And my other one would have been Fred Perry for the exact same reason, right? In terms of what he does for England, nice they're still talking about all that sort of yeah. stuff. No, think, Fred Fred Perry was more the amateur area. It was a gentleman's sport, uh, but you you associate Fred Perry. You know it's tennis. You obviously yeah. know it's Claudia Ridge, but you know it's tennis. Pre-war, he went forever and a day. Um, Rod Laver, another one. Um, Rod Laver, yeah. But, in terms of what's the and, and again the the seventies tennis sort of turns in seventies because you get these characters, the Jimmy Connors, you get McEnroe, Mares, and you get you get. Um, who was the other not not Bjork, the other fella that was that was there? So I anyway, can't remember. But, but to my point, it's hard not to look at Federer. I'll, I'll go back to when you said if you, into, if, if, if you were to put into you said if you were to put in the computer a and design me a tennis player, I still think Federer comes out and not Djokovic. I'm, I'm straight up right. I, oh, no, I, I, don't yeah. an, I don't even think there's an argument there. I think I think Djokovic's achievements are unbelievable, and to do them in the year he's done them in, I think is unbelievable. But I think he. Djokovic, I think, comes along a couple of years after Federer, if I'm right, okay? Which would make sense, considering he's probably three or four years younger than him, right? And Federer's very young. When he, I think he might come in, you might see him around 2000. He, was knocking, he knocked Sampras he, he was out. Knocking around the, he was knocking around the tour for a good few years before... Yeah, he but he knocked Sampras out of Wimbledon develop, around the year 2000, and then, yeah. then everyone was like, who the fuck is this? Um, but Arthur Ashe... 1998... 1998 is when Federer turns. Yeah, pro. but I think I but I think he I think he knocks Sampras out of 2000 Wimbledon. Something like and that. Sampras is but, but the reigning it. champion. He only when did he retire? Two years ago. Yeah, probably a bit Federer. more. Yeah, 22. 2022 is when he retires. So 1998 to 22. Yeah. That's that's <coughs> ridiculous long. Sorry, that's ridiculous longevity to be at the top of the game. Yeah. So you can it's it's outrageous. And to your point, Gav. That spans across the end of Agassi and Sampras into his own era, into a rivalry with Nadal that goes on from the mid Djokovic is there. Andy Murray is there. And then Djokovic turns up and Andy Murray's there and he's still And there's loads of pretenders. Like, there's your man Del Porro was there. There's, you know, there's loads of pretenders there where Kevin, your man isn't massive American, big, huge server. There was loads of them there. I'm just, Arthur Ashe has actually thrown me a little bit, to to be fair. I think it's trauma me a little bit, but I think if you're if you're to look at um, died very young Arthur Ashe. I think he he died when he was he was fifty. Yeah, you know, Gary was... Gary says Djokovic played both Nadal and Federer more times than Nadal and Federer played each other, and has beaten both on head to head records. Yeah, no, you see, I'm I'm not arguing about the Djokovic record, right? But all I'm saying is, and I think what Phil is trying to say is, people wanted to see Federer and Nadal. They, like if you told us if you and I I think and I'm only speaking for myself if you told me Federer's playing Nadal or Federer's playing Djokovic or Nadal is playing Djokovic which one do you want to watch you're 100% watching Federer and Nadal you simply are I think it would do, like you say violence against kind of beauty whereas I think Wait. Djokovic was a bit more mechanical but he's brilliant 
Like nobody's yeah. knocking Novak Djokovic yeah. here for what he's achieved, got, but I don't think he transcends stage. the sport. I d- most decorated, yes, but as the whole package and transcending a sport, I don't think Djokovic comes close to Federer. And I, I you think got to a, you got to a stage you got to a stage with tennis, right, where people would look at the draw. If Nadal was seeded number three and Federer was number one, they'd meet in the semi final, and the winner would take on the winner of Djokovic and Murray because they'd be usually in the other semi final. Yeah, yeah, people would go out of their way to watch the first semi final. Yeah, and see how they got on in the final because. They were definitely, they, they had the best matches. It was the best entertainment. It was always seesaw. You never knew which way it was going to go. And, that's it. Though. That's, what, and that's, that's what a rivalry is. That's what made the sport. That's what made the sport. It was 50-50. And it was on the day. It was on the surface. If Nadal was playing on clay in, in Paris, he was untouchable. You know, And that is brute force and ignorance on clay, on the slowest court of the line. And he had his, and he had his own computer game. Did he? <laughs> Roger, Feder- Roger Federer's Grand Slam tennis. There you go, the winner. Uh, go. But look, look, I'm delighted Gary Mac, uh, Gary Mac came in there because like, like, and yeah. you're not alone. Like, like, there's loads there. Archie going, Nov- Novak is top notch. Um, yeah. Like, Cantor's is like. Um, but what we're trying to do here is, like, we could have easily done something where who's won the most medals? Let's put them all into a draw, and it'd be very fucking straightforward, right? But like, what we're trying to do here is. Basing ability, achievement, and how they've transcended the sport is is the big part of it. And that's where the original conversation came from, yeah. the transcending of a sport. And I don't think Novak Djokovic transcended a sport. And I'd argue he's most, maybe... He's most I'd famous argue for not maybe, getting a COVID jab. I'd argue... You know, I'd argue... I'd argue when did, did Federer probably does transcend the sport? To but, me, he doesn't. Yeah, there's a bit of me that kind of went... They, Federer arrives in when when tennis is at a fucking huge height as well. Do you know the sort of way? Does he take the sport on? Does he transcend it? But everyone, like everyone knows, if you ask anyone in the world who's Novak Djokovic, who's Federer, who's Rafa Nadal, they all know them. They're on an equal there. I just, for me, Federer's always up the top. Just maybe the style of play. Could be wrong, but the Arthur Rash stuff is really fucking throwing me, to be honest with you. Really fucking throwing me. Because when I look at what, what he achieved, um, his background and the fact that like possibly the second most famous uh, tennis stadium in the world is named after him. Yeah. yeah. And it goes back to you don't have Serena and you don't have Venus without Arthur Ashe. You don't have those players without the without no. the, the groundbreakers that were that came before them. It was like why we were talking mm. about uh, Jackie Joyner Kersey. I mean even um um what was his name from the twenty nine Olympics? Um uh, Jesse okay. Owens. Jesse Owens, right? Yeah, none of this exists. None of these, none of this exists before that. So for for me, it's 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 again, it's like. So when well, I, when I stack have, with you have Serena Williams without Zena Garrison. Yeah, you know, it, it, that's. No, there are there is you, always someone who's first through. But Kev, you don't have you don't have Serena Williams without Venus. No. Even though Venus only comes two years before. Maybe a woman oh, that maybe you. a woman that got beaten in the Wimbledon final, and then won it the next year. Novotny, what's that her name? Jan and Yeah, Blondie one, yeah. I felt sorry about her that year, but you won it the next year, fair play to her. Sorry, that's just come into my head. Brilliant double play. Call, Brilliant well, come double here, can I tell you something, Gav? Do you see the way we're, talk, we're talking about Federer? You know that Federer has, has uh, in all his matches against Nadal, he has significantly less on the win side than Nadal. Hmm. 
I don't think it's mad because everyone well, thinks probably, uh, probably um, uh, Gary says his point is Novak had a rivalry with both he did but I don't think Novak's rivalry with either of them matches up to the rivalry them two had together yeah maybe it's just aesthetics maybe it's just on I, think the it's, I think it's I think it's the point that Nadal and Federer come along at the same time right it's a bit like it's a bit like you know the way Chelsea have a rivalry with us no Manchester City have a rivalry with us we really actually have a rivalry with Manchester United. No matter yeah. how but poor yeah. or good we are, yeah, right? yeah. our rivalries yeah. with United. Yeah. City it's definitely, it's de- do you know what? It's definitely one, um, Gary, I'd, I'd sit over a point, and, well, numerous points, to be honest with you, and have it out. <laughs> but that's the whole idea of this. That's the whole idea of it. But anyway, um, Ernst Senna's going in. Senna's going Serena's going in. Serena's going in. And the, the I don't men's... think you can put Federer in. I don't think you can. I think Serena transcends all the tennis. That's that's how big I, I'm, I'm in on Serena. You see, I think Arthur Ashe is me with regards. So I would have went Federer all day long, but when you mentioned Arthur Ashe, I just thought, well, yeah. yeah that's you, fair. I think I honestly uh, think Serena's, Serena's, Serena's achievements and what she's done in the sport outdoes any men for what they've brought to tennis and wider sport because of who they were. You yeah. know, I, I, and so are we just go on Senna and Serena Williams here. If you want to throw a wild, do you want to throw a wild card in from another score or no? Well, what keep I, for next week. So we weren't going, we, we aren't covering off swimming, obviously. So I wanted to put Michael Phelps in only because everyone knows what Michael Phelps is. He is basically half man, half fish, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Turns up at the Olympics, wears Michael Phelps <laughs> pajamas. <laughs> turns, turns up at Olympics and just wins gold medals. Yeah, like they won. And smashes world records. Is he now? Now before we get into this, because it's ten past eleven, I have to go. Right, right. but right. is there any other swimmers that were deadly that are anywhere close? To them? Ian Top, Mark Smith, but he breaks up. But he breaks all their records. So I keep yeah, coming does. back to right yeah. and and. But he, the, but he, but again, stop. If you go back to the Novak Djokovic argument, like oh yeah, he's won loads. Does 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 um Phelps transcend the sport? I think he's about the only swimmer that you could st- put a name out there and say, what does he do? Yeah, swimmer. Do you remember yeah, his, his toes? You have to be an age to know Mark Spitz. He yeah, must have web feet, does he? He had web, but that's what I'm going to say. He had that was it. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Fins. Do you know what I mean? And, and the reason why he always sticks out is because we all knew so much about because he was such... Like he was so different to anything we've ever seen before. He has the record. He turns up at the Olympics twice and wins eight gold medals. Eight gold medals. Just there's yeah. the eight. He has he has the record for the most individual gold medals in one Olympics. He wins eight individual gold medals in one Olympics. Ireland hasn't won eight gold medals in all of the Olympics put together. Right? Yeah, but that's because yeah. they closed the bats down in Cabra years ago. <laughs> you left them bats open, we'd have been great. No, our, our new fella, a new fella that's there at the weekend, down with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. winning gold medals. Never heard, Maybe. Never heard of him. Maybe. Never heard him. We'll see. Maybe he's, he's going to transcend the sport. Well, I think I think you'll hear about him in Paris in 2024. Okay. But the biggest thing that transcends the sport for me was that Michael Phelps got sponsored by McDonald's because his daily uh, calorie calorific intake when he was training and swimming was six and a half thousand calories a day, and he put out there he used to have two Big Mac meals for lunch for lunch. I, I, I look at this fellow with such envious eyes and he's like, <laughs> yeah, <me too. laughs> I'd love to be able to swim around the gaff and have McDonald's to fucking double McDonald's at lunch fucking hell Gaff right. he's 6 for 4 and right, I'll, let you, and put Phelps in. I'll let you put Phelps in 
Phelps, Serena, Phelps, Serena Williams and Ayrton Senna. Can I just point out to Cantor's point? I don't know if I said it last week, but I was stunned. I nearly fell off my, the seat at my desk here one day when I read about Michelle De Bruyne. She is now a barrister in Ireland. Of course she is. Yeah. Off the charts. Yeah. And then uh, we laughed about the whole doping and stuff and I said, well, actually, yeah. we better not be slagging off, right, for obvious reasons. And, and also importantly, also importantly, she never got her gold medal taken off her. She still holds all her gold medals. Of course she does. So there you go. Amazing gear. <laughs> I think the best move that she ever did was become a barrister. Can you imagine the International Olympic Committee coming up saying we're taking her gold medals off? You know? No, no. Come on, fuck off. Ruben. Right. Um, I'll mention this before we go. Our charity link, uh, the fundraiser, um, the link is in the description. Go and check that out. Um, like I said, if everyone listening or everyone down, watching or listening to the download when it comes out, if we all donated a euro or two euro, we get to the 10 grand. Absolutely no problem. And because we're going to buy the 10 grand, then we can just throw all the money at Phil's thing where he's doing five challenges this year. Um, the link is in the description for that as well. So make sure you go and check out both of them. If you have two quid in your pocket, give one to Phil and one to us. And if everyone does that, we literally, we piss through this. And we should be pissing through it. And I, I really get fucking annoyed if we get to June and we don't have that 10 grand. I'm going to be honest with you now. Um, also, so football I, I, prizes. Sorry, football prizes. The latest offering for them is... Oh, jeez, it's gone in my head. And I was only looking at it today. Oh, I have to look it up. Sorry, it's gone in my head. Not Darwin Nunes. No. Salah. I've Diaz. had that many of them. Go on, you go on. I look at this. No, I was going to say, look, for me, anyway, the aim here is to try to get to a thousand euro between each race. So I do the yeah. first one. So I want to get to a thousand by the time I go to do the second one, right? Mm-hmm. And then when I get to the second one, I want to get to a thousand by the time I get to another yeah. thousand by the time I get to the yeah. third, and so on and so on, right? And yeah. it works out. But my, argument is, your- my argument is, right, if everyone that watches here, right, if everyone that watches on our channel, mm-hmm. if, if we do a show on a Sunday night, well, let me put it this way, if we do a show on a Sunday night, and then we put it out for download, if everyone gave a euro to that, everyone that watches our downloads gave a euro to that, we would piss the 10,000 euro. Like literally Easy. pissing. So Easy. that's my whole argument. Um, it is a Darwin Nunes thing. I've that many stuff going on. Um, the latest offering is Darwin Nunes. It's signed. It's framed. It has the certificate of authentication. There's loads of other instant prizes to be won there as well. Um, with stuff from the likes of Tiago, Trent, Sobersley. So there's loads in there. Get your tickets. It's about. I think it's there's a week left in that. So go and check out football prizes if you wanted that as well. Phil, finishes out whatever you want to say, and then we get out of here. I want everyone to look up Beryl Bolton. Jordan the week, right? Just what? think it's worked out. Beryl Bolton. Beryl Bolton. Yeah. What is it? Right. She, she was a cyclist uh, right. when when women weren't allowed to compete at the Olympics, right. and she's an absolute legend. Going from 1936 to 1970, she broke men's world records and everything on the bike. Right. This is not. I'm not even messing here. Time trial records. She was a time trial specialist, and she won 700 races out of 800 races in that time as well. So there wow. you go. That's nice. one for people to look up, right? Um, Anyway, that's been the greatest. We've we've now got Serena Williams and Michael Phelps. Serena Williams and Michael Phelps into the He's fucking he's a prick, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> next, week, as well. we, next week we have the world card round and I'm looking forward to seeing who Keith and Gav bring for the world card round. I've got my two ready to rock. Well I'm gonna let do you know what? It'll be only probably us three on next week. But I'm going to let Kev uh, and Matt forward us on a wild card to print as well. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's easy. Awesome. Don Bradman. Good stuff. Right. <laughs> Don't give away too much. Don Bradman was ruled out tonight because, again, he plays in a sport that doesn't count like baseball. Right. That's been the greatest. I've been your host. That's been Gav. That's been Kev. We'll see you all again next Thursday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever we're on. Right. So see you then. Every day of the blame week. <laughs> Every day of the week. Good luck. Podcast Network.